Amen. If you would turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. We're going to be beginning at verse 1. Is that all right? Praise God, if I would leave a subject with you today, if you want to write it down, it would be a living sacrifice. A living sacrifice. When you have it, would you say amen? amen? Follow along with me. The Bible says that Paul said here in chapter 12 of verse 1, he says, I beseech you, I beg of you, therefore, and it is a connection to all of the mercies of God that, amen, that Paul had just previously in chapter 11 uh, finished writing about about the mercies of God to the to Israel and also to the Gentiles. He says, "Now you consider all of this goodness that God has given unto you, and he says, and this should be the conclusion thereof." He says, "I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies." As a living sacrifice. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice. What condition? Holy and acceptable unto God. Which should be your reasonable conclusion? Did you hear what I said? This should be your reasonable conclusion. It says, uh, 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 and be not conformed to this world. It says, don't be like the world. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye what? Transformed. How are you going to be transformed? By the renewing of your mind. For what reason, pastor, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Paul says in verse 3, looking on down, he says, For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. He says what? But be sober. But be sober. According as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, let's get ready to go to work. Hallelujah. Let's get ready to put your hands to the gospel plow. Let's get ready to begin to do the work of God. He said, this is your reasonable service for the goodness of God, for the mercies of God. This is reasonable. This is a reasonable conclusion. 
that God has given you ability, that he has given you talents, amen, that, amen, that you would take them and use them for the plan of God, that you would use them for the house of God. And God has dealt them out to you according to your measure of faith. He didn't give you too many, and he didn't give you too short. He didn't make you short on them. Praise God. He gave them out according to every man's measure of faith. Now, Paul says, for as we have many members in one body, and all members not the same office, Amen. You have arms and you have legs, you have feet, you have toes. Amen. And they all have different functions. But what? They are part of one body. They are part of one work. They are part of one master plan. He says now, so we being many are one body, what? In Christ. In Christ. In Christ. So we being many are one body in Christ and every one members and every one members one of another. See, Sister Marcina, you need Sister Marlena over there. Brother Blue, you need Brother Marquise over there. Sister Val, you need Sister Ross over there. Sister Ross, you need Sister Lucas over there. Deacon Chris, you need Deacon Johnson over there. Paul is saying that we work together, amen, even though we have our different abilities, we have our different strengths, we have our different measures of faith, praise God, we all, once we're put together and put everything and connect everything together, we move as one body. And the Bible is letting me know that the church has everything that it needs in order to be successful, to carry out the plan of God. Everything. If we all moved, if we all did what God told us to do, when he tells us to do it, how he tells us to do it, amen, we will carry out the plan of God. Amen. When, 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 and I'm going to say it, when sisterhood is going on, every sister ought to be pulling together to come up in here and pull with the sisters. No matter where it's over here, no matter where it's over there, you ought to be what? The body ought to be in one place. And we're pulling together. See, that's when the devil trembles when he sees the body of Christ moving together. That's when he trembles, amen. What he said, uh, the, the devil trembles when he sees, amen, a, a good man, a godly man, a kingdom man, when he hits the floor. When you hear and when you see the body of Christ moving together, it is a threat to the kingdom of the devil. Did you hear what I said? He says, I want, I want, I desire a living sacrifice. Amen. A living sacrifice gives every day. A dead sacrifice gives how many times? One time. But Paul says that God is desiring a living sacrifice. The best that's within you, give it to God. The best that you have within yourself, if it's the last ounce of strength, what? Give it to God. Hallelujah. All of your best abilities, give it to God. 
God has given the body of Christ every gift and every ability that is necessary for the church to accomplish the plan of God. Amen. If God has called you to be part of the foot, be 100% with the foot. If God has called you to be part of the hand, then you be 100% with the hand. Whatever the hand is doing, amen, you're pushing the work of the hand. Whatever the foot is doing, you're pushing the work of the foot. Tell somebody, I love my church. Glory to God. If you would turn to Matthew chapter 16 and 24 with us hurriedly. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, he says, if any man will come after me, he says, let him deny himself. If any man is truly following after me, if any man is truly with his mind, body, soul, and spirit following after me, let him deny himself. Jesus said a few words, but he said more in the meaning of what he said. He says, for whosoever, for whosoever will what? Save his life. Shall what? Lose it. See, the things that you're searching for in life, trying to find life itself, he says, you're going to lose it aside from me. He says, but if you take everything else and put it behind me and follow me, glory to God, then you'll find your life. If any man will come after me and let him, let him deny himself and what? Take up his cross. Take up his cross. And what? Follow me. He didn't say take up your money. He didn't say take up your pocketbook. He says take up this burden. Take up this sacrifice. Take up this sacrifice and follow me. Lay aside every weight and what? Follow me. Lay aside when he was calling the disciples. What did he say? Follow me. Follow me. And the Bible declares that when Jesus called Philip, he says, amen. He says unto him, he says, Philip, follow me. Philip went and told Nathaniel. Nathaniel says, amen. Is there any good thing that could come out of Nazareth? Anything, any good thing. And, 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 and Jesus said when he saw Nathaniel coming, amen, Nathaniel said, glory to God. Uh, 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 Jesus said unto him, he says, I saw thee when you were sitting under the fig tree. And Nathaniel said unto Jesus, he says, you truly are the son of God, the man of God, the son of God, the called one. And he says, because you, because you, because I told you, I saw you on the retreat, you believe that much? He said, come follow me. You're going to see greater things than these then. So the church ought to be following with what? All of the heart. And the church ought to be following with all of the soul. And the church ought to be following with what? With all of the spirit and all of the mind and all of everything that's within them. The old saints used to say, let all my powers, what? To engage. To do what? To do my master's will. Because what? I have a charge to keep. And what? A God to glorify. Hallelujah. Come on, give God a hand in this house. Come on, give him a hand. Hallelujah. Now, if you would turn to Mark, with, if, would you turn to Mark 10 and 17 with us? Amen. Turn this swiftly. Turn swiftly. Glory to God. I just want you to follow God. That's all. I want you to love what you say that you love. 
You say you love me? What did it say? Keep my commandments. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Mark, amen, chapter 10 and verse 17 says, uh, and when he was gone forth into the way, talking about Jesus, when he was gone forth into the way, there came one, there came a man, there came a young rich man. They called him in some of the gospels the young rich ruler. He came running. And the Bible says in Mark that he kneeled to Jesus and asked him, he says, good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? What shall I do to get into the kingdom of God? What work can I do? What can I do? How can I do some type of work and get into your kingdom? And Jesus said unto him, why callest thou me good? There's none good but one. That is God. He says, now, to go back to your question, you ask me a question, and here's the answer. He says, uh, thou knowest the commandments, right? Uh, thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not kill. Is that what the Bible says? Y'all follow me here now. It says, thou shalt not steal. Uh, do not bear false witness. Is that what it says? He says, defraud not, amen. He says, what? Honor thy father and thy mother. And Jesus, and Jesus locking his eyes on him, still looking at him, amen, looking at the young rich ruler, kneeling down with this question that he has. And Jesus, amen, looks and says, then Jesus beholding him, he did what? He loved him. See, the Bible says that the words, amen, of a friend will what? Wound sometimes. The words of a friend, Sister Marlena, will wound sometimes. Amen. I heard Sister Ross say the other night, there are some things that I would like to say, but I can't say them because I fear that I hurt them. Ah. Uh, some things you need to hear for your own good. But the Bible says that Jesus was beholding the young man as he was on his knees asking this question about himself. I have a philosophy. My children will tell you, Brother Chris, 95% of the questions that you ask about yourself, you already know the answer. You can ask me if you want to, but you already know the answer. And so this man was running to Jesus, Sister Tempest. He was running, amen, and he found him, and he fell on his knees and began to worship and say, Good master, how can I get into your kingdom? And the Bible says that as he was kneeling on his knees, Jesus, he was beholding the young man, and the Bible says that he loved him. Deacon Johnson, he loved him so much that Jesus said, I'm going to tell him the truth. I love him so much that I'm going to tell him the truth. Even though, sister, amen, Paulette, I might wound him. I'm going to tell him the truth. Because he needs to know the truth. And the Bible says that what? The truth will set you free. And verse 20 says, and he answered and said unto him, Master, uh, 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 all these things I have observed from my youth. I've been doing this from my youth up. My mom and dad taught me all these things. I walked in the principles of God. I've kept the commandments. Then Jesus beholding him, loved him, and said unto him one thing. 
one thing thou lackest. One thing, son, I, I, I don't see. He says, son, I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you going to church, and I'm looking at you keeping the commandments, but there's one thing that I don't see. I see upon your shoulders, I see a lot of treasures, but I don't see a cross. Oh. I see a lot of this and I see a lot of that, but I don't see a burden for the kingdom of God. Y'all missed that one. I don't see the cross that you bear for my work. I don't see the desire that you have for my work. See, Mar 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 Marlena, when you said amen that you're going to, I'm going to start, Sister Lucas, I'm going to start now that the work of God may be perfected in December. Oh, man, you hear what I'm saying. What you said, that's what she said. She said that, I, I what? I'm going to start early. Because you know what? I've got to lay aside some Saturdays. And I've got to cut some things that I want to do for the kingdom of God's sake. Amen. A living what? Sacrifice. Yes. I'm going to give them my time, amen, praise God. I'm going to give them myself. I'm going to give them my children's time because I have been bought, I've been bought with the price. Y'all missed that one right there. I've been bought with a price. I don't belong to me. I sacrificed myself. I've given myself to him holy what? And acceptable unto God. I don't have a choice in the matter. I'm hurting today, but what? I'm here. I'm sick, but what? I'm here. I watched Pastor Lucas, amen, steps getting a little shorter, but what? He's here. Mine coming too. Mine is coming too. What you say? But keep on praising him. The old folk, you say, keep praising, baby. Keep on praying, baby. Keep on coming. Come until you understand why. You ain't got to understand everything about God. You don't have to understand everything that he's doing. Just trust him. I heard Zig Ziglar says, if you pump that well long enough, if you pump it hard enough, the results will Keep coming. Look at somebody and say, I love my church. Y'all do know what I'm doing to you when I say, I love my church. God says that, uh, uh, he says, teach him a song. He said, teach him a song. I love my church. Teach him I love my church. So that when they do it, it'll testify on their behalf. 
And so that when they don't do it, it'll testify against them. Isn't that what he said? Exodus chapter 15. Pastor Luke, you said what? Fact check, fact check. You say that you love me, but what? Your heart is far from me. Give me a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto God. Amen. Praise God. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, and what sell ever sell whatsoever thou hast, and give it to the poor, and thou shalt what have treasures in heaven, and what come, and take up what the cross. Take up the cross. There's gonna be a there's a song that talks about what? No cross, no crown. Amen. Do you have anything to trade today? When you stand before God, will you have anything to trade? See, on that day when they talk about, it's just a metaphor, amen, that uh, uh, when you're trying to get your crown, amen, do you have a cross to trade in? You got to have something to trade. And in that day, the only thing you can trade is what? Your cross. And, and, you know, the sweet thing about it, the Bible says that even when you trade that cross and you get your crown, you're going to give the crown back to him. You have a crown. You have something to give back to him. Take up your cross and follow him. And verse 22 says, and the reality of the young man was this, Sister Lucas, and he was sad at that saying and went away and grieved, for he had great possessions. He had great possessions. I guarantee you that if you were to look into it deeper, you would find more into that great possession. Amen. If you would turn in your Bible to uh, Daniel with us. Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 3. Oh my God. Daniel chapter When you have it, would you say amen? A living, a living, a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto God. Amen. I was, I was at the job on Friday, and amen, one of the ladies asked me, she says, uh, what are you going to do this weekend? I said, well, I got, I got to preach. Uh, technically, I hadn't been off work, amen, since, uh, since September the 13th, I think it was working every day, working 12 hours. Amen. And so this is my first weekend off. Yesterday was my first day off. And what she was asking me was, Brother Chris, what are you going to do with your first day off? I said, well, I got to preach Sunday, so I got to give some time to God. And she looked at me, Sister Lucas, and said, some things you have to sacrifice. Some things you have to sacrifice. Look at the neighbor. Tell your neighbor's a neighbor. 
some things you have to sacrifice. I got to get to God. I've got to get to him. I, 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 I have no choice. I got to get to him, Brother Solomon. And I can't take that saying casually. I got to get there. I got to get to him. I got to get to do his work. He has a plan. And he's written my name in as part of his plan. And I want to carry out my part of the plan. Is that all right? Tell somebody I love my church. Amen. If Sister Mar Marlena's doing something, then amen. If she got her, if she's the hand, then those that are working with the hand ought to be what? Working with the hand. Isn't that right? When that program comes up in December, you ought to see where the hand was unified in doing the work of God and glorifying Christ. Isn't that right? Praise God. Amen. Now, if you would, uh, there again in the book of Daniel, we're going to be talking about three historic men. These men are men of renown for, amen, standing up and believing, amen, what they say. Look at somebody again. Tell them I love my church. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Deacon Walt over there, he cuts the grass around here. I know it's a many times, amen, that he doesn't feel like cutting that grass. But what? I love my church. A heap of time I seen Sister Johnson, I'm going to pick at you now. A heap of time I seen Sister Johnson come in on a Tuesday night. Coming up there, well not coming up the road, but when she gets in here, boy, she can hardly keep her eyes open. Struggling trying to get here. But you know what she said? I love my church. Oh, y'all ain't y'all don't want to talk to me now, right? Glory to God. Glory to God. Mm. Well, let's look at these men. If you would take an example, and that's what the Bible is full of, it's full of examples. The Bible gives us a, a bunch of examples in uh, uh in Hebrews, I think it is, chapter 11, when it talks about those men and women of God that had faith. Men and women of God that pushed their way through. And it was based on what? Faith. Sometimes that's all you got is what? Faith. Everything else is gone but what? My faith. That's all I got left. You know what I'm eating this morning? Faith. You know what I'm cooking? What's in that pot over there? Faith. You know how I'm going to stretch these, uh, 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 this, this bag of peas and feed 20 folk? Faith. Jesus looked out there. He saw the 5,000 out there, saw the fish, five loaves of bread. What is it? I'm going to feed them by what? Faith. Sometimes that's all you got. But here in the book of, amen, Daniel in chapter 3, it says, Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar was a king in Babylon. Y'all following here. He was the king in Babylon. He made an image of gold. And it was so big that it was important for them to tell you, it says, whose height were three score cubits and the breadth thereof was six cubits. And he set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. This is a great image, one to be worshipped. 
Then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent to gather together the princes, the governors, and the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, the, uh, the rulers of the provinces. He sent, now you got to follow me here because I'm going to do a detour on you. He sent to get those that, amen, that teach in the school systems. He sent to get those that drive the trucks. And he sent to get those that work on the base. He sent to get those that work for the city of Fort Valley. He sent to get those that work for Fort Valley State. He sent to get those that work for, amen, for the credit union. He sent to get those that work for Purdue. He sent to get them all. Oh, y'all going to like this. He sent to get all of them to come and worship the golden image. Social security too. <laughs> Your husband made me do that. He says, go and get all of them, amen, that they may come. And worship my golden image. To come and worship God. He sent them to come and worship God. And, and, and you know what they did? They laid aside everything that they had planned and came to worship the golden image. Are y'all following me in my footsteps? There was nothing, there was nothing that was so important that they could not come and worship the golden Look at somebody tell them I love my church. It's okay to come down here. They laid aside everything to worship what they could see. The image stood tall, it stood big, it stood in majesty. And the call was made to come and worship the golden image. And they laid aside everything. They laid aside mama and daddy. They laid aside work. They laid aside, amen, the responsibilities of the children. And they came. And they worshiped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Tell somebody I love my church. see where we're going with this. Look at verse 4. Verse 3 just talks about what I just told you. 
verse 3 says the princes, the governors, the, the ones that work at the base, that all they work at graphic packaging, all of this, they, they came, amen, and they stood, and uh, they stood before the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Now, verse 4 says this. Then and herald cried aloud. To you it is commanded, to you it is commanded to worship God with all of your heart. To you, it is commanded to love God with all of your mind, your body, your soul, and strength. But there was another cry. The herald said, uh, to you, it is commanded, O people, nation, and languages, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, the dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you shall what? Fall down. In the first place, you got to be present. Stop what you're doing. Is now, uh, I want you all to do this all at the same time. So we're going to give you a signal. Uh, it says, you shall fall down and do what? Worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Now, these are the consequences. Whoso falleth not down and worship shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. Now, in the first place, if you're not here, you're going to die. You know how it is when they call you for uh, jury duty. You know how it is. You can be down if you want to. You can be down if you don't want to. If you don't want to, at the end of the, when they call you for your name, they're going to what? Come get you. Right? Now, God don't work like that. But the devil does. Ah, it says, uh, therefore, at the time when all the people heard the sound, when all the people heard the sound, amen, of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sack, but the psaltery and all kinds of music, all the people, the nations and the languages fell down and worshiped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar set up. Now. Here's the problem for the church. It says, wherefore at the time certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews, the real believers, the real ones, the ones that really do love God, the ones that say what, for God I live and for what, God I die, the ones that say, I love my church, they accused them. They says, now, uh, I know. Let me see. Uh, 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 I'm going to say Minister Kesa. I know. I know Kesa going to be there on Tuesday night. Now, I know we got something going on over here that I want him there. But Kesa said, I got to be in church. So what they did was they went and they said, uh, Kesa ain't coming over here because he what? He going to church. I know Kesey. I work with Kesey. Kesey is dedicated. And Kesey what? Loves his church. And so what? Kesey ain't coming over there. Kesey going to be in church. I can tell you exactly where Kesey is going to be on a Tuesday night. If you want to find Kesey. Isn't that right? If Kesey ain't here Tuesday night, something bad doesn't happen. 
you might as well get you might as well get together, find your posse, and go find where Kesey is because something has happened. Because what? I love my church. Okay, all right, let's go ahead and see what he says. The Chaldeans have accused them. You, you know, it's good when you're accused of loving God. What did Isaiah Hayes say? I stand accused. For what? For loving, yep, it's true. I'm going to jail. If, if, if loving you mean I'm going to jail, then I'm going to jail. All right? So here we go. The Chaldeans have accused him. Now, this is what the Chaldeans said. It says, wherefore at the time certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. They spake and said to the king, to King Nebuchadnezzar, amen, O king, live forever. It says, thou, O king, has made a decree. You have made a decree against God. You have made a decree against heaven. You've made a decree against the work of God. Y'all got to follow me here. You've made a decree. I'm going to say it now. You've made a decree against the deacons. And you've made a decree against the sisterhood. You've made a decree against the choir. You've made a decree against the work of God. You've made a decree against the house of God. It says now, uh, O thou king, has made a decree that every man shall what? Hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, sack, but psaltery, dulcimer, and all things of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoso falleth not down, amen, and worship that he should be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. Now, this is what he says. Now, there are certain men that the tattletales, what you call them? Snitches. That's what we call them on our job. We call them snitches. Y'all know what a snitch is? Tattletale. Can't hold water. Gonna tell it. But the Chaldeans are declared snitches here. It says there are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affair of the province of Babylon. There are certain Jews that you have put up in these offices. <laughs> there, there, there are certain Jews that you've given a good job. There are certain Jews that you have caused to make a lot of money. There are certain Jews that have a lot of influence. There are certain Jews you've been real good to. They live in nice houses. They ride in nice cars. They have these nice bank accounts. And you know what? You gave it all to them. But they won't do what you say. There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, uh, Meshach, and Abednego. If you want their their name, I'll give you their addresses. If you want their addresses. I know the date of birth. I know everything about it. I can tell you exactly where to find them at. So that you can go and round them up. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They ain't studying what you say. They serve not what thy gods, 
nor worship the golden image which what? Thou hast set up. Now the devil's mad. Y'all ought to clap your hands that the devil's mad at you this morning. Clap your hands for yourself. Clap your hands for yourself. That I'm going to come on a Tuesday night and teach that Bible study. Regardless of what my day has been like. And I'm coming to church on Sunday if I can at all get here. I'm trying to find an excuse to get there. You understand what I'm saying? I'm trying to find a reason to get to the house of God. I'm not looking for that one reason not to come. I'm looking for that one reason out of all these millions of reasons to what? To be there. Let's see what it says. Then Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king and Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that ye do not serve my gods, uh, nor do you worship the golden image which I have set up? Now, I'm going to give you another chance because I like you. I'm going to give you another chance because I like you. Now, if you be ready, that at what time you hear, now I need y'all to get this. Now, if you be ready, at what time, amen, you hear the sound of the corner. And the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music. You should fall down and worship the image which I have made well. But if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is that God? that shall deliver you out of my hand. Who going to take care of you? Who going to save you when you go into the hands of the devil? That's the devil talking. Now, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they answered and said to the king, to King Nebuchadnezzar, to the man of the hour, the king of the kingdom. They answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we don't even have to go home and think about this. <laughs> we don't even have to get together and have a meeting over this. O king, we are not careful concerning this matter. Mm. It says here in verse 17, if it be so, O king, that you get mad enough and take us and throw us into the fiery furnace. Look at somebody tell them, I love my church. 
If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of your hands also. How can we, how can we clarion call? How can we compare? Paul says there were some that resisted unto blood. Did you hear what I said? Did you really understand what I said when I said uh, Paul said there were some that resisted unto blood. He says there were martyrs. And we sit, he says, we sit in the comforts of the air condition. I turned it down. I walked in this morning. It was 76 degrees. I turned it down to 72 to make it more comfortable for you. Paul says there were some that resisted unto blood. Tuesday night, if you got to go and buy hamburgers, buy the children hamburgers and come on. Paul says there were some that resisted unto blood. They watched their children be thrown to the lions. Read Fox's Book of Martyrs. They used the saints as light poles. They took the poles and they stuck the poles up through the rectum. And they took them and they put oil upon them. And they lit them afire so that when travelers could come into the city, they would see their way in. The Bible says, amen, Brother Solomon, that ye are the light of the world. And I just, I, I, I just know that when some, some did have compassion, when they saw the bodies of the saints, knowing that they did not give up, they resisted unto death to get to God. Well, the Bible says, amen, that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had already made up their minds before they stood before the king that we are not going to bow. And we're not going to do what the king says. There's only one God and one God that we serve. For God we live, for God we die. I love my church. I shall not bow to this image. He says that we serve the invisible God. The God that I spoke about from the beginning, amen, that he is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He that was dead but is what? Yet alive. That's who we serve. And so the Bible says that, amen, in his rage that Nebuchadnezzar called for the strongest men that he had in his army, he says, seize these men and bind them. And he says, I want you to take my furnace and turn it up seven times hotter than what it normally is. And that we're going to make an example out of those that don't what? Follow my God. And follow my rules. 
Can you imagine what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was going through at that time? The only thing they had left was what? Faith. The Bible says, amen, Brother Solomon, when the men opened up the door to the furnace, it was so hot until it burned those men to death. And they took Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, amen, and they went into that fire with their faith and their commitment to God. And the Bible says that they fell down on their knees. And Mars Marlena, amen, the word of God says that uh, Nebuchadnezzar looked over into the fire. And when he looked into the fire, he says, hey, man, how, how, how many did we put in there? Was it not three? He said, yeah, man, it was three. He said, well, I see four of them. And, and the fourth one that I, I recognize, Shadrach, and I recognize Meshach, and I recognize Abednego, but the fourth one I see looks like the Son of God. And not only that, they're not kneeling anymore, they're walking around in the fire. Having church in the fire. That's when you know that you made it through, when you can what? Have church in the fire. When you can sing a song at midnight. When the doctor gives you a bad report. When you can still have church what? In the fire. Amen. When your job is says, I don't need you no more. But you can still... Wave your hands and have church in the fire. Amen. When the doctor says uh, you got cancer all over your body, but you can still shout and say, I'm just going to have church in this fire. I am not going to bow down to what the devil says. And I'm not going to do what the devil tells me to do. I'm going to lift up my hands. I'm going to worship God in the fire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to wave my hands in the fire. When the enemy says you got diabetes and it ain't looking good, what? I'm going to wave my hands in the fire. When he says you got tumors all over your body, what? I'm going to wave my hands in the fire. I'm going to shout in the fire. I'm going to kneel in the fire. We're going to have church in the fire. And if we shout long enough, if we clap our hands long enough, we might even put out the fire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says, uh, amen, when they pulled them out of the fire, the Bible says that, that not one single thread of their clothes was even burned. And not only that, they didn't even smell like the smoke. Come on, shout amen in here. Shout amen in here. Come on, give him some glory in here. Somebody said, you don't look like what you've been through. You don't look like what you've been through. Tell somebody, I just came out of the fire, though. I just came out of the fire. I just came out of the fire. Somebody said that God is a consuming fire. Hallelujah. 
Whatever fire it is over there, he consumes that fire because he is a consuming fire. Whatever fire it is over there, he consumes that fire. The Bible says that what Nebuchadnezzar heated it up seven times, but the fire of God was hotter than that. Oh, y'all, they hear what I'm saying. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm reminded of, of Elijah. The Bible talks about a, uh, when they went to Mount Carmel and Elijah said that you go and get. Now, if you want to find out who God really is and who is the real God, uh, he says, I want you to go and get your prophets. Go and get your 700 prophets. And I alone, amen, will stand for God. Now, 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 this is what I want you to do. Y'all follow me here? I got any witness in here? Do I have any witnesses that God is real in here? Hallelujah. He says, I want you to go and build an altar. You go and build your altar, and I'll build mine. Uh, uh, the Bible says that the 700 prophets of Baal went and built their altar. And Elijah alone had went and got the altar that had been torn down by the people of God and just laid waste. Uh, and the Bible says that Elijah went out and picked up stone by stone. He gathered some from over here, some from over there, and built the place of worship again. See, we need to go back and build a place of worship. The places that we torn down, amen, that we tore down and made, we, we took our God out of the schools. You didn't hear what I said. We took God out of the schools. So on a Monday morning, you don't hear around 8 o'clock, you don't hear the sound of praise and worship coming from our schoolhouses. You need to go and build it back again. You don't hear around 8.30 somebody getting over the intercom and saying the Lord's Prayer. God doesn't hear that sound anymore. You need to go back and build the altar of God again. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that, amen, the 700 prophets of Baal built their altar and Elijah built his altar. Now, Elijah said, this is the test. Ha, ah, the living God, the one that does not sleep, the one that does not slumber, the one that sees you in your midnight, amen, and he answers your call. The one that when you're locked up in jail, amen, hallelujah, he'll send an angel to come and open the doors. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. The one that, amen, when he sees his saints, amen, when he sees uh, Paul and he sees Barnabas, Paul and Silas, and he sees them in jail, uh, uh, and they're waiting for the executioner in the morning, amen, they begin to have church at midnight, uh, and he sends an earthquake. The living God. The God of our faith. The one whom we serve. He says, I want you to go. I want you to go. You build your altar and I'm going to build mine. And the God that answers by fire. Ooh. The God that answers by fire. They took Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and put them exactly where God wanted them. <sighs> Y'all are hear what I'm saying. The saints, Sister Monica, the saints work best in the fire. He says, now what he put in you, amen, amen, he says, it takes fire to make you pure gold. 
It takes fire to make you come out and be your best. Marlena, it takes, amen, raising children by yourself for you to depend on God. Devil, you ain't done nothing. You ain't done nothing but make me better. You ain't done nothing but make me hold on to God that much tighter. You ain't done nothing but make me pray longer. You ain't done nothing but make me fast through the week. You ain't done nothing but make me believe God the more. Look at your neighbor and tell him, he ain't done nothing. He ain't done nothing. I know that ain't right, but he ain't done nothing. Now, the Bible says, amen, that, amen, that Elijah's 700 prophets, they went out there and they began to praise and worship their dead gods. They said uh, they praised and they worshiped their dead gods almost all day long. They got up on the altars and they stood and they began to cut themselves. And Elijah was sitting back picking his teeth. Sitting back picking his teeth. He said, now when y'all get through, y'all let me know. And we'll get the show on the road. We'll get the show on the road. And, and, and when they finally came down and stopped, Elijah stood up and said, now I want you to go and do something for me. So that from this day forward, ah, oh, hallelujah. Look at your neighbor, tell neighbor, from this day forward, there ought to not be no doubt in your mind who God is he says now I want you to go and get me some men and, and I want you to dig a trench around my old broke down altar dig it deep now because I wanted to, I want to put some water in it and, and, and I want that trench to hold a lot of water I want you to make it impossible for God and the Bible says that they took the water and they poured it in the trench. Elijah stood back and said, pour me some more. And they went and, they went and got some more water, Deacon Johnson. And they poured it some more. And the boys went and they took their buckets and put the buckets down. And Elijah said, wait a minute. Go get some more water. And I want you to take it and pour it on the sacrifice. Wet it up. And Elijah's sister Paulette began to pray to the God of heaven. To the God of our father. To the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. To the God that slung the sun in the sky. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. To the God that stopped the day for Joshua. To the God, amen, that rose Elijah, that, that, that raised up Elijah from the grave. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. He says, uh, he let them know that from this point on, Choose you this day whom you will serve. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that when, it, when Elijah prayed, fire came down. 
And it says when it came down, he hit the sacrifice. When the fire hits the sacrifice. Y'all hear what I'm saying? When the fire hits Kisi. When the fire hits the sacrifice. When the fire hits Marcina. A living sacrifice. When the fire hits the sacrifice. When the anointing of God hits the sacrifice. When the Holy Spirit hits the sacrifice. He says, uh, the fire consumed the sacrifice. And it went down, Sister Monica, down into the, the trench of water. And it licked up the water. And it burned up the sacrifice. And it burned up the altar. God says that I'm a consuming fire. See, see. Even though you're a sacrifice, I still see a little bit in you. But when I hit the sacrifice, there's nothing left of you but me. Oh, y'all missed that one right there. I can't help myself. I ain't talking about me. I'm talking about when the fire hits the sacrifice. That's when you cannot help yourself because God has licked you up. Hallelujah. As Brother Enoch when he lick up a sacrifice. Did you hear what I said? As Brother Enoch will, he lick up a sacrifice. Sister Val, he licked up the sacrifice of Enoch so much until he took him off the earth. A living sacrifice. 